Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. We are here as on a darkling plane with confused alarms of struggle and flight, where ignorant armies clash by night. Yes, at one time, war was war, and peace was peace, and everyone knew which was which, just as you could tell the difference between day and night. But now we seem to live in a perpetual twilight. Are we at war? Are we at peace? All we know is what we think we can see on the surface. He's making a mistake. It's his fucking fault. I'm not who he thinks I am. Could be. He's going to kill me for nothing. Perhaps. But there must be something I can do about it. Yes. What? Tell me what. Kiss me. Our mystery drama, 
Ignorant Armies was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Mandel Creamer. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. What is life? asks the Spanish poet. And he even obliges us with the answer. Life is a dream. And that could very well be. For there are those people who are convinced that they are living as prisoners in some desperate nightmare. And that every attempt to rouse themselves results in making that dream even more terrifying. Therefore, we shall say that this is the story, or is it the dream, of a man named Walter Patterson. You haven't finished your eggs, Walter. I'm not hungry. Waste not, want not. Really, Mother, I'm... I'm busy this morning, aren't you? Who, me? Hmm, you look a bit peaked, too. No, I'm all right. You haven't been sleeping nights, either. No, Mother, please. I know when my boy's asleep and when he isn't, I can tell. Mother, I'm fine. You know what you really should do, Walter? Yes. Let me finish. Find a nice girl and marry her. Yes, Mother. Well, it's about time, wouldn't you say? After all, you're 35 now. I know. It's about time, wouldn't you say? Certainly is. Now, Walter, I really mean it. I know you do. Now, am I one of those mothers who keeps a son tied to her apron string? No. Believe me, Walter, with all my heart, I want you to get married. I know, Mother. It's a normal, healthy, natural thing for a young man to do. Uh, it does happen to be a problem. Where can you find a nice girl these days? I don't know. Yes, where can you find a nice girl, a decent girl, a virtuous girl? Uh, I don't know what's happened to the world, Walter, do you? No. There's a looseness in young people today, especially in young women. I don't know what boys like you, honest, idealistic boys like you, can do. Oh, well, maybe you'll meet her one day. Her? The girl that's worthy of you. Is any girl worthy of me? Why, Walter, dear. Who am I, Mother? What am I, anyhow? I'm just an ordinary, everyday chemist. Oh, you really are out of sorts this morning. All I do is figure ways to make food taste better. What a waste of time. Now, Walter. Food just as it is, the way it comes up from the ground, the way it ripens in the sun and the rain, that's the very best taste there is. How many times do we have to go through this? I mean, it's just that food when it's fresh. If the Lord had intended for us to eat fresh food, he would not have created refrigeration. If he had desired us to eat it the way it emerges from the ground, he would not have invented chemicals. Uh, incidentally, do you still see that uh, Stacy girl? Oh, yes, Mother. I see Eleanor Stacy every day. Walter, is that wise? Well, I have to pass the desk on, on the way to my office. Do you... Do you... Have lunch with her. Oh, no, I never have lunch with her. But on that day, I came to visit Mother, you. I've I... already explained that more than once. There's no need to be edgy. I'd neglected to bring my sandwich from home. Neglected? Oh, I'd forgotten. Uh, psychiatrists say we forget because we mean to. So I went downstairs to the coffee shop in the building, and the only empty place happened to be at the table where she was sitting. And there's nothing more to it. And had you come over, you would have seen for yourself. <laughs> Obviously, you're Miss Eleanor Stacy. She's not my Miss Eleanor Stacy. Uses too much makeup, dyes her hair, wears clothes that call, I would say, rather indecent attention to um, various parts of her person. 
Oh, Mother, I'd best be going. And she's not all that young, either. I get the impression she's in her 30s. Up there. I wouldn't know. Why do you suppose she hasn't married till now? I never asked her. I'm sure she hasn't... How shall I put this? Waited. If you know what I mean. Oh, Mother, I'm not Eleanor Stacy's type. Indeed. I mean, I've seen the kind of men who wait for Miss Stacy with their long hair and their mustaches and their leather jackets. And they all ride motorcycles. Oh, poor naive Walter. There's so much about women you simply don't know. Well, good morning, there, Mr. Patterson. Good morning, Miss Stacy. I see you brought your lunch. Yes, I, I usually do. I find it, find it more nutritious. Oh, no doubt. Well, it looks like a gorgeous day. Very few clouds in the sky. Yes. Those few, though, are rain clouds. I shouldn't be surprised if we have some showers by noontime. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the wind is from the east. Oh, that's no good, huh? Oh, well, it means a heavy downpour. Maybe even flooding. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the weather forecast. Oh, look, I'm sorry if I said anything that may have upset any of your plans. Oh, forget it. But after all, Miss Stacy, I, I have no control over the weather. I could see by her face that I had just ruined her day. I just don't seem able to talk to girls. They say you should talk about things you know. Well, I know quite a bit about meteorology, but somehow it all ends badly. I, well, I wouldn't say badly, but I couldn't say goodly either. Paddington? Yes, Mr. Boyce. Where are those protein samples? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm still constructing them. You've been at it a week. Yes, I'm, I'm aware of that, Mr. Boyce. Do you tend to make a career of it? Yes, you pinch-faced, mean-spirited little bureaucrat. There are successful, well-known, respected scientists who have made a career out of less. These proteins will revolutionize the eating habits of the world and save millions, maybe billions. And what's in it for me? Nothing. All the credit, all the money goes to the company. All right, I signed that agreement when I took the job, and I'll honor it. But you keep out of my way, you hair-splitting, clock-watching fool. That's how I should talk to him, but all I ever say is, I'm sorry, Mr. Borstel, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do better. Yes, who is it? It's only me, Helen or Stacy. Uh, do you mind if I pop in for a second? Oh, Miss Stacy. I enter this sanctum sanctorum of our chief chemist with considerable trepidation. Oh, it's quite all right. I uh, realize how totally immersed you must be in your uh, research effort. Well, yes, I, I suppose. Mr. Patterson, I'm here on a delicate matter. Oh? However, I think I should ask, are you in any trouble? I beg your pardon? Now, I, I realize that sounds like a completely personal question. Would you agree? Well, perhaps. Well, it is, no doubt about that. However, since I'm in personnel, I have to look at things differently. Uh, you would agree? Oh, yes, yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, we have to be aware of anything in our employees' personal lives that might affect the performance of their work. That's to be expected, isn't it? Well, yes. yes. On the other hand, there's such a thing as crying and snooping, spying, wouldn't you say? I suppose so. It, it's a thin line, an uncertain border, a nebulous area. However, uh, someone has been making inquiries about you. About me? Mm-hmm. All inquiries of this nature always arrive at my desk. Uh, 
Well, what what sort of inquiries? Well, they're seeking to determine if the Walter Patterson who's with Protein Industries is the same Walter Patterson who was a member of the United States Army stationed in Germany some ten years ago. Oh. What did you reply? Nothing. Our personnel files are supposed to be confidential. Why would, uh... Why, why would anyone want such information? I would assume, Mr. Patterson, that you would know more about that than I do. Oh, I know nothing at all. Our experience proves that most inquiries are based on one of two things. Yes? Finance and romance. I'm not sure I understand. Well, people are usually asking you because... Oh, you owe them money? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure I don't owe a penny in the world to anyone. I mean, I believe in paying cash or, or, or doing without. Well, then, B. It must be love. Love? Amor. In one of its infinite variations. That's impossible. Are you saying there's not some intoxicating interlude with a beautiful Fraulein? Oh, me? Where caution and prudence may have been swept away by the overwhelming magic of the moment? Oh, no. Could there have been a young Walter? Hmm? With your wavy blonde hair, your, your deep blue eyes? Uh, or he'd be almost ten years old. Oh, no, no, no. That's absolutely untrue. <laughs> you must have been irresistibly handsome in your uniform. Oh, I haven't the slightest idea. There were no romantic episodes? No. No, none at all. Oh, I see. Then... You're unable to think of any reason why anyone should wish to find you today because of some event that took place some ten years ago during your military service abroad? No. Well, then, obviously, that must close the discussion. Excuse me, sir. Oh, yes? Uh, do you, uh, <clears throat> do you have a match? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't smoke. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sorry I don't smoke. I'm glad I don't smoke. It's just I'm sorry I can't abide you. Oh, thank you. Uh, do you uh, have a time? No, I'm afraid I don't wear a watch. You do not wear a watch? Well, I find wearing a watch can impede my circulation. You could carry one in your vest pocket. Oh, vests are a little out of style. I understand they're coming back. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, uh, would you do something for me? What? If you will look at the curb just five feet away... Well, why why should I do that? You will notice a taxi cab is just there. Oh, I don't need a cab. You will be good enough to enter. What for? Hmm. My friend, let me unbutton my coat. A gun? True. What do you want? I've already told you. I want you to enter the taxi. What for? My friend, if you do not enter the taxi, I will shoot you. But why? Do as you are told. I'm trying to avoid a scene on the public street. You must be making a mistake. No mistake. You must have me confused with someone else. Your name is Walter Patterson? Well, yes, but... My instructions are to deliver you dead or alive. Instructions? How shall it be? How do you know my name is Walter Patterson? Into the taxi. No, no, no. Do not look around. Do not try to attract attention. No, I... Listen. And now just turn slowly. Walk to the curb. Very nicely. But I tell you... There is no need for conversation. Now. Open the door. Go on, open it. Enter. 
the gentleman sitting on the end there and his associate of mine moved next to him. Now, I shall join you. Excellent. Look, I, I don't know what this is all about, but I'm telling you right now that you're making a big mistake. Ah, who, what was that? Oh, did you feel it? A pity. My associate is usually more skillful with the needle. What are you, what are you doing to me? What? 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 what, 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 what Nothing serious, Mr. Patterson. What? Just putting you to sleep for a bit. To... 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 <laughs> Pleasant dreams, Mr. Patterson. Well, Dimitri, here is our prize package at last. After all these years. Prize package? Our friend Walter is obviously a package of sorts, since he is being delivered somewhere. But who would want Walter? And why? We've had a rather revealing look at his present. It doesn't suggest he could have had very much of a past. But that shall be revealed in the future. You are invited to attend Act Two shortly. also say that deep waters run still. Yes, you know that quiet, shy, self-effacing, mousy type of whom it is said butter wouldn't melt in his mouth? Well, sometimes it turns out it's because he doesn't eat butter. He devours raw meat. Is our pussycat really a tiger? What? What happened? Where? Where am I? Who are you? Come awake. You, 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 you kidnapped me. You, you took me off the street in broad daylight at the, at the point of a gun. At any rate, you are here. What do you mean, here? Where, where is here? Oh, head. Yeah, it is to be expected. The drug leaves lingering traces of uh, discomfort. Forgive me. Forgive you? Uh, Marina, my dear, pour a glass of water for Mr. Patterson. Yes. So, we finally, as you say in your country, make connections. Connections? Sir, may I say something? You are expected to say a great deal. That is why you've been brought here. A mistake has been made. A mistake? Yes, a mistake of, of, of monumental proportions. Obviously, you have me confused with another person. Your name is Walter Patterson. Yes, but I am not the only... You were a soldier ten years ago in Germany. Yes, but I'm sure that... You would visit the town of Glassenheim. Yes, but so did thousands. Besides, my name is not very unusual. Mr. Patterson, it would be best to put uh, all the cards, as they say, on the table. You have me confused with someone else. Now, please, before things reach a point where it would be awkward for everybody, why don't you just let me leave here? Leave? Well, you have just arrived. And we have not yet reached an understanding. That's what I'm trying to explain. It's a mistake. No, Mr. Patterson. I will explain. No, please, don't. Right now, I couldn't understand anything. I don't know who you are or what you're doing or what you're after. So if I were to just walk out of here now, no, nobody would be any the wiser. 
You have nothing to fear from me. I give you my word I won't go to the police. <laughs> what an interesting idea. What do you say? Now, you went, you went to some trouble, I admit, but I'm the one who got a headache out of all this, so why don't we just call it quits? Dimitri, have you anything to say to Mr. Patterson? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Now, you deny that you're Walter Patterson? I'm not the same Walter Patterson. A girl, a girl named Gunhilde Bismarck. You never knew this girl? Well, I... Why not? You I... deny that you know her? No, I tell you... Dimitri! No, no, no. No. I knew her. Yeah. So, we shall all be sensible now, hmm? And friendly. Marina, pour a glass of wine for Mr. Patterson. Now, you would visit Fraulein Bismarck at her home, hmm? Of an evening? I may have. Mm -hmm. And you would speak with her of uh, many things. Well, you know, I mean, uh, that there was talk. Uh, and you told her many things. I don't know exactly what I told her. I mean, you know how it is. You, you, you talk to a girl. You... Did you not tell Fraulein Bismarck that you were a member of the American Secret Intelligence? Oh, me? Why, why should I tell her a thing like that? You deny that you told her that? Oh, I never said... Dimitri? Now, stop him! All right, I... I did, I did say something like that, but you see what it was. Yeah? It was a lie. A lie? Absolutely. Why did you tell her a lie? Because I was... I was... I was trying to impress her. Oh. Continue. You see, I had... I'd never gone out with girls before. I mean, not very much. I mean, practically not at all. So then there was the draft, and I mean, you had to go into service, so I, I was sent to Germany, and I, I decided then that I would actually go on some dates. Uh, why did you not go on uh, dates, as you call them, here? Well, you see, my mother, she doesn't think that any girl is good enough for me. Mm -hmm. Continue. But now that she was, you know, 4,000 miles away, I decided what she didn't know couldn't hurt her. <laughs> you were a sly one. Is that not so, Marina? Yes, yes. So I went into this cafe in Glossenheim, and I met this girl, Dunhilda. And I discovered that I I really didn't know what to do. Oh, my good Mr. Patterson, one merely follows the dictates of nature. Well, I suppose so, but you have to get a conversation going, and I wanted to impress this. This very beautiful girl. So? I mean, there were other fellows in the room, and they were all giving her the eye, and I was afraid that I would lose her. So I just started telling her what an important guy I was. You should have told her how beautiful she was instead. Yes, you can do that if you have experience and confidence. I mean, after a while, you develop a, you know, a free and easy manner, but I'd never been with a girl before. So you told her that you were with intelligence. Yes. I mean, it was stupid. Nevertheless. But it wasn't true. It wasn't? No. It was just something I made up. On, on the spur of the moment. Really? Look, if I were a member of Secret Intelligence, would I tell anybody about it? Yes. Yes. Especially if you had come there purposely to meet her. No, you've got it all wrong. You had discovered somehow that Gunhilde Bismarck was one of our agents. How would I know that? And so you arranged with her to sell army secrets. No, no, no. You were well paid. I never got any money. You insisted on being paid in advance. You're wrong. Oh, very clever. You whetted our appetites with a few choice morsels. I believe in your country it is known as uh, setting up the sucker. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Let, let, let me explain oh, why. You were given a big payment. And then you were never seen or heard from again. Dimitri. 
It is no problem. You keep saying it's no problem. Where would I get military information? Where? <laughs> From me. From you? What are you saying? Oh, kiss me. You must admit that girl has turned out to be a perfect little treasure so far. Have you ever seen a problem solved so quickly and so neatly and so pleasantly? But who is our new friend, Marina? Who is she working for? Well, that's the central concern of Act 3, which shall be along shortly. Who was it, uh, which philosopher said that we shall not be punished for those little lies that we men tell to women? Well, it's permissible, I suppose, to bend or even stretch the truth a bit when you whisper sweet nothings into a lady's ear. The problem is that Sweet nothings may become sour somethings if overheard by the wrong people. After all, love may be blind, but no one ever said it was deaf. I don't understand. What is not to understand? You were saying that you would give me American military information to feed to Orlov. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. First, where would you get such information? Where? In my head. I don't understand that. I would make it up. Invent it. You mean fabricate? I tell you. You tell Olaf. But he'll never be. Olaf is happy because he has information. You are happy because you are still alive. I don't follow you. I am happy because you can kiss me. Now look, about this information. Information? How you say? Give him standard information. Standard? Some information everybody make up. How many troops? How many planes? How many bombs, rockets, guns? But why should you want to do it? Oh, because I love you. Because you think you love me. Now, when Olaf returns, here is what you say. Decide honesty is best policy, huh? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's not always true, but in your case, yes. Now, what do you have to tell me? Well, I, I've written down the number of planes that will be sent to the air base at Bildersheim. Oh, oh, now, this is what we have been paying for. Yes. What is the armament? Well, that, that I don't know. I'll, I'll have to find out. Uh, you have one week. You will report back to me at noon next Monday. And each and every noon... Monday. Now, Miss Patterson, let me see if I have it all. You claim these alleged foreign agents. Mr. Larkin, why do you say alleged? Uh, we have laws in this country. A person is innocent until proven guilty and so forth. At any rate, <clears throat> they abducted you and expected you to furnish them with military information. Yes. And one of them, a woman, promised to help you deceive the other. That's correct. And I say. And why is this woman doing it? Because she... She fell in love with me. I, it must have been at first sight. All right. I want to thank you for um, bringing this information. Well, I believe it's my duty as a citizen. Yes, Mr. Patterson, it certainly is. And now, <clears throat> if you'll be good enough to excuse me... Oh, I understand. You you probably want to get to work on this right away. Oh, yes, Mr. Patterson, we certainly do. Well, I won't hold you back another minute. Goodbye, Mr. Patterson. And good day to you, Mr. Larkin. Oh, boy. 
Mrs. Larkin. That's for the nut file. Yeah, but you have to run it down anyhow. Man's name is Patterson, Walter. Now look, Marina, Orlov will be here any minute, and I don't know what to tell him. Oh, tell him standard. Again? Standard? Mm. Tell him ten, no, better make dozens. Twelve missiles in base at, uh, where to put twelve missiles? All right, in base near Wildersheim. But how long can this go on? How long? <laughs> Good question. I mean, how long before Orlov becomes suspicious? will go on until Colonel Planoff becomes suspicious. Who is Colonel Planoff? Oh, he is what you call boss. Big boss. He puts everything he tells Orlov in computers. Oh, yes? And then one day, he sends Orlov friendly message. Come home for a visit, comrade Orlov. Oh? Orlov thinks he is coming home for medal. Oh, no. No? No. Orlov is coming home so that he can be... Poor Orlov. You mean they would shoot him? Oh, yes. But suppose Orlov becomes suspicious of me first. Oh, then Orlov shoots you. But we must not to worry. <laughs> Better kiss me. Mr. Patterson, I told you we're handling the matter. Well, Mr. Larkin, it just seems to me that... You should be a little more excited. Excited? Yes. I mean, I bring you news that enemy agents are setting me up as a source of information, and, and, and what are you doing about it? And what do you think we should do? Well, uh, arrest them, uh, jail them, deport them. We are following strict procedures. Mr. Larkin, I have an idea that you're laughing at me, that you're not taking me seriously. Oh, but we are. I don't believe it. Mr. Madison, we've investigated you thoroughly. Me? What for? What did I do? Uh, we've also called on Mr. Orloff. What? He's a very highly respected, reputable businessman. Now, that isn't so. We confronted him with the story that you told us. Well, naturally, he would deny it. I think he spoke the truth. The truth? Seems that he has a niece, a Miss Gunhilda Bismarck. Did you know the young lady? Well, I... Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I... Some years ago. Appears you took advantage of her youth and innocence. Finally, Mr. Orloff managed to find you. He said he told you it would only be fair for you to help Miss Bismarck support That you. isn't so. That is a lie. He says you um, denied everything. Then he threatened to bring the entire sordid affair to the attention of your mother. Not a word of this is true. Your mother is a wealthy woman of rather conservative morality. She would therefore cut you off. Without a cent. I tell you, he's lying. And so you concocted this fantasy and brought it to us in hopes that we would remove Mr. Orloff from the scene. You realize how wrong you are? Please, Mr. Madison. We have been patient. Don't you understand? I, I, I was just bragging to this girl the way you do in a bar. I never do. I made up this whole crazy yarn. I mean, maybe she just happened to be an enemy agent. Or maybe she saw a way to get rich. I don't know. Mr. Patterson. Anyhow, she fed them all kinds of nonsense. And they gave her the money to give to me. But she never did. She made a killing. Espionage, spying, intelligence in general. These things are all far too important to be trifled with. What was your need to impress this girl? Well, you see, my mother... No, no, no. Don't tell me. 
Tell her to a psychiatrist. Doctor, why do the police and the Secret Service people refuse to believe me? What makes you think I know? Well, you're a psychiatrist, aren't you? Well, that is what the sign says on my door. That's what the diploma reads on my wall. Well, I accept that as, as, as evidence. You do? Yes. Well, why should you? Can you be certain that this is not some elaborately staged hoax? Oh, I'm not certain of anything, Doctor. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm willing to pay you. You speak to buy certainty. That's what you're selling, isn't it? I am not selling anything. Then why will you take my money? You do expect to be paid, don't you? I shall help you find adjustment. To what? To the world. Doctor, I am kidnapped off the street by foreign agents. I report that fact to the police, and I'm told to see a psychiatrist. Who's crazy? All of us are. <laughs> you are ridden with guilt. Me? First, for breaking your promise to your mother to refrain from dating while you were in the service. Well, she had no right to make me promise that. But that you should have told her so. Second, the seduction of the German girl. Believe me, Doctor, it was the other way around. The existence of a child? I don't even know that there is a child. But you also don't know that there isn't. Now, your very real feeling for Miss Eleanor Stacy. I never said I felt anything from... This affair you claim you're having with uh, Marina... That's, that's just an arrangement in order to save my life. No doubt. But you feel that you are being untrue to Miss Stacy. In addition, the matter of your work. You are about to complete a discovery that will bring fame and fortune to your company. And there will not be a single penny or ounce of credit for you. Why do you insist on taking a simple situation and complicating it beyond all recognition? My dear Mr. Patterson... I have nearly stated the facts. The facts? There is no Orlov. What? There is no Marina. There is no Dimitri. But I tell you... There is a Gunhilda. There is a Miss Eleanor Stacy. And there is Mother. Also, there is a Mr. Borstal. How can you say that there is no Orlov? For ten years, you have had guilt feelings over Gunhilda. I never even thought about Gunhilda. And then one day... Miss Stacy said she had received an inquiry where you the same Walter Patterson who had been stationed in Germany. There, you see? If I'm making it all up, how could I make up that phone call to Miss Stacy? That proves Orloff exists and that he was looking for me. It only proves that someone may have been trying to find you, an old army body. I didn't have that many. Or you, unconsciously, could have made that call yourself. Me? Why? Well, just to give yourself an opportunity to have a conversation with Miss Stacy. I'm sorry, Doctor. I just can't accept but what you... you were playing with psychological dynamite. And it triggered a series of emotional explosions. What you're saying is that I am imagining everything. Yes. That's impossible. Do you know how you can make Orlov, Marina, and Dimitri disappear? You must do three things. First, tell your mother you intend to marry Miss Eleanor Stacy. What? Second, tell Mr. Borstar. A new arrangement has to be made for you to share profits. How could I tell him, sir? Third, propose to Miss Eleanor Stacy. Oh, I never could. I never could. When are you supposed to be in touch with Mr. Orlov again? I'm to call him every Monday at noon mm. to, to set up an appointment. Mm. 
I, I would meet with Marina beforehand, and, and, and we would decide what I'm to tell him. You do the three things I just told you. And you'll see, this coming Monday at noon, there will be no Mr. Orlov. You haven't finished your eggs, Walter. Yes, I know, Mother. Waste not, what not. You know what I'm going to do this morning, Mother? Oh, you sound bright and alert. Well, I've made up my mind. Oh, Monday morning is always a good time to start a fresh project. Well, I have a good one in mind. What project is this? Marriage. Uh, marriage? Yes. I've decided to marry Miss Eleanor Stacey. Oh. And if you say anything else for congratulations, I will not let you come to the wedding. But, but Walter... Mother... Congratulations. Good morning, Miss Stacy. Good morning. Are you... Oh, it can't be. Oh, but it is. Walter Patterson. Now, what are you doing in that leather jacket and those... Well, I'm having uh, having a little trouble with the mustache. It's uh, still a little bit scraggly. <laughs> you know it's not too bad. But I have my bike downstairs. I thought we'd take a little ride. Uh, well, who too? I thought we'd stop off at City Hall and get a license. My license? And then Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson, is this the proper costume to wear to work? I'm not working today, Mr. Borstel. Well, we'll see about that. And I'm not working tomorrow either. You have a contract. I also have a headache. I got it from reading the small print in the contract. And it won't go away until I get a new contract. Mr. Patterson, we need those protein samples. Correction. You need them. Write a contract that says we and my headache will disappear. Do you know what you're saying? Yes. Do you? What I said. Why don't we all sit down with our lawyers and, and try to work something out? Later. Miss Stacy and I have some things to discuss. Well... Please, don't let me get in the way. I, uh, I'll see you later. Well, Mr. Patterson, you asked me to come for a ride. Yes. But first, I... I have to cancel another date. That is, if it ever wants a date. If you know what I mean. Not exactly. Well, here goes. Find out in a very few moments. I am sorry, but the number you have dialed is no longer a working number. Oh. Well. Goodbye, Orloff. Goodbye, Dimitri. Goodbye, Marina. Hello, Eleanor. Hello, Walter. Of a man's deep-seated guilt and inadequacies? 
Or was it a meeting at a point in time of a series of actual incidents? Or do I think? I know only as much as you do. Our cast included Mandel Kramer, E.G. Jester, Bryna Rayburn, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. you rarely hear the expression for life you make a purchase for a product for a service and and there's a there's a time frame there well that's not the case with awaken 180 weight loss allow me to explain you know a year ago i started with awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight but you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off and what good is it that's why i have support for life from awaken 180 yeah i mean I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.